who doesn't really appreciate a good compliment every once in a while? We, we like to hear, we like to get an girl or an boy every once in a while, don't we? I think we, we like to hear when somebody says, good job, you done good, I'm proud of you. Kind of boosts our, 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 our esteem, we feel good about ourselves, maybe we feel good about whatever it is we've been working on, but we like to get a good compliment, don't we? Sure. But nothing, nothing can bring that compliment to a screeching halt more than one word. All it takes is one word to bring all that joy we thought we had completely down. But, you ever had one of those compliments? Oh, we appreciate uh, the work you've done for us, but we're going to have to let you go. Um, thank you for that wonderful meal you cooked for us, but you don't have to do that again. Oh, I love what you've done with your hair, but Lord have mercy. <laughs> oh, I think, I think we're, we're, we're so good, and you're a great person, but I don't think it's going to work out between us. That's called a coordinating conjunction. Right? It's this word that brings together two ideas, two opposite ideas, and puts them all together in one. Now, this little conjunction, but, can change our attitude like that. Can change the way we were feeling, can change the way even we are thinking about the person who's giving us the compliment. Oh, I'll tell you where to coordinate yourself, right? This little conjunction, boy, changes everything. So, you got your Easter grammar lesson. You good? Good. Because now I want to show you why I think Easter is the biggest but of all time. And Gloria told me I shouldn't call my sermon the big but. You can tell me later if you think that's a good idea. But Easter is the biggest but of all time. If you remember Thursday night. Thursday night, there's a meal. There's foot washing. There's betrayal. Rejection. There's denial. You know, Friday. How can we forget Friday? Friday, there's humiliation, there's torture, suffering, there's death. And all there's left to do after Friday is just to try to pick up the pieces and figure out how to live now. After the one we love so much, after the one who taught us so much, is gone. Things didn't turn out the way we one of them, and they certainly didn't turn out the way we expected them to. And so now we have to figure out what do we do? We watch Jesus die on a wooden cross. We watched as they wrapped Jesus in burial clothes because 
was dead. And we watched as they laid him in a tomb. And we were sure that his love, his vision, his mission, and his kingdom were buried with him. you got a Bible around, don't you? Well, if you have a Bible there, you all do because you're sitting in the pew. We call them pew Bibles because they're in the pew, so you have one in front of you. Look up Luke chapter 24 quickly, please. Luke 24 comes right after Luke 23. You're welcome. And somebody tell me the first word of that chapter. But! Never thought you'd get to say that in church, did you? The first word of Luke's story about the resurrection is but. And that's important because those women had death on their mind as they were going to the tomb. They had their spices so that they could finish with the burial process. But on the first day, they found out God wasn't finished. And thankfully, friends, praise God, God is never finished with us. Amen. But on the first day... Their minds started working again. Oh my goodness, what is going on? But on the first day, God changed everything. That's but number one. So they go and they see that the the, the stone had been rolled away. That the entrance to this tomb that was blocked from anybody getting in or anybody getting out had been pushed away. That's not right, they think. So they go in. But they didn't find anybody there. Because that's the kind of thing God can do. They were expecting death. They were expecting what they had seen on the cross. But he was not Now, it's easy for you and I to celebrate Easter now. We get all pretty. We come to church. We decorate the church. We have Easter parties. And we try to do glow-in-the-dark Easter eggs. Doesn't always work, so you might want to practice this experience we found out last night. We do all these things because we want to celebrate. It's easy for us to celebrate. We know we're supposed to celebrate. But you've got to understand, Easter is new to these women. It's happening to them. And they are scared out of their minds. Is somebody going to blame us? What happened to the body? What's going on? Oh my goodness, could this day start off any more weirder? They were scared, but they were given comfort and assurance. I don't know what angels look like. I don't know the attitude of all angels, but I kind of see these angels as... Why are you ladies looking for the living among the dead? You come here to find dead people. The one you're looking for is not dead. They were given comfort for their fear. They were given assurance for the trembling that they felt inside. He's not here, but he is. 
You see, I like that one. I like that butt. I think that's the best butt right there. I think we should stop right there because that one seems to define who we are as Easter people. Seems to show us more than any other butt what it means to be the people of God. This is the butt that gives us hope. This is the one that proves God's power of sin, over sin and death. This is the one that shows us and fashions who we are as God's people. And I like to make fun of people who drink coffee. Mainly because I don't drink coffee and it's just kind of fun to do it. But I hear people say all the time, Oh, I am nothing without my first cup of coffee in the morning. I can't do anything in the morning if I don't get my cup of hot coffee. So let me get this straight. You believe in a person who was resurrected from the dead, but that doesn't translate into your own life and you can't get yourself up out of bed in the morning without a cup of coffee? You see, the resurrection means something. When we say he is risen, that means something for us. It means something about us. It means something not only about what we say we believe happened, it means something about the way we believe we live. Christ is risen. That means something for us. If Christ is risen, then maybe I can... Man, I'm not... I don't have it all together. I'm not all that good. But God is. You know, I'm down in the dumps, but He is risen. Y'all with me? Something about the fact that He is risen shapes who we are. Something about the fact that He overcame the tomb gives us hope for every single day that I can overcome whatever it is that's faced before me. And you can keep your coffee. Now I think that should be the last but because kind of save the best for last. You know, if I were preaching on this, wait. If I were preaching on that, I'd save that for the end because you can kind of just build up and just boom, hit the people with that one and people would remember that. I think some of them would even go out of their box and say, Amen. But God doesn't always do the things I want God to do. That's the one that's in the middle. Not at the end. That's the butt that's in the middle that you kind of forget about. You know, you remember the first one, because it's the first one. You remember the last one, because it's the last one you heard. And God stuck that one that seems so powerful to me right in the middle. It's almost like, be careful, you might forget it. And instead of ending with that butt, God ends with two others. You see, angels tell the women, don't you remember everything Jesus told you? He meant all that stuff? Oh, they started thinking, oh, now I remember everything, Jesus, kind of like how you remember everything I tell you, right? Why are you laughing? I remember now. Oh, it seems so clear. And what's the first thing they do? They run back to the other disciples. Tell them what they've heard. But, Luke says, their words seem like idle tales. 
Luke actually says these words sound like idle tales to them. So it makes you wonder, was it the women's words that seemed like tales to them? Or was it Jesus' words that they were remembering? In the face of death, how can those words mean anything to us now? What are you talking about? They were so excited, these women. So sure of what they had heard and what they had seen and not seen. So they went to go tell their their friends, the people that they had walked with, the people that loved God like they did, but they didn't believe them. Good thing that never happens today, right? Peter got up. Luke says, nobody believed them, but Peter. I don't know, something's itching inside of Peter. Peter got up, even though nobody else believed what they were saying. And I love that because so often I hear people, we say, we can identify with Peter so much. As he listens to that cock crow once, twice, and three times. And he say things like, I'm just like Peter. I deny Jesus all the time and I don't need no rooster to remind me. But it's Peter. Who even though everyone else is calling these women crazy, it's Peter who gets up and runs. It's Peter who stands up and says, wait a minute. What if? Wait a minute. I remember Jesus saying something like that too. And he goes and he sees. And then Luke kind of just sums it up real quick. And Peter went home and he was amazed about what had happened. (laughs) What do you do? You see, in our lives, we're used to the buts working from the negative, from the positive to the negative. You know, we get the compliment, comma, but, and then we get slapped in the face, right? And we tend to see our world like that as well. But friends, hear me out. God does it the other way around. With God, there's the negative that we know first. But God shows us the positive idea that goes with it. You see, there is difficulty, pain, suffering, and rejection There is frustration and disappointment. There are times of hopelessness that we have in our life. There are days that feel so dark and so lonely and so burdensome. But He is risen. So you remember that next time. When you feel like whatever's going on around you is just pushing you down. But he is risen. Everybody else is against me, but I have no direction where I'm going, but I don't know how I'm going to get there. You might think I'm crazy. And then you know what you do? Today, you go home, 
Oh God, the way that you were able and willing to step into our world to show us just how much you love us is powerful. God, it's awesome for us to think that you would be willing to do so much for us. And so here in this day of resurrection, we worship you and praise you for your love that you have for us. And ask God that you would help us. Help us to see the power that is in your resurrection so that in our lives, people can see, people can know, that people can be us that sees who it is you are and the great love that you have for each one of us. In the name of the risen Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen.